Today on Blue 58, the Packers wrap up their 2019 season this weekend with a Week 17 tilt against the Lions. Let's dive into the history books and find some of the best Week 17 performances ever. Blue 58! Hello and welcome to another episode of Blue 58, the one and only podcast of ThePowerSweep.com. I'm your host, John Meerdink. Happy to be with you here for another episode. As I mentioned in this week's earlier episode, uh, we're on... Not on vacation this week because you're getting content, but we're traveling this week, so I can't record live episodes and uh, wanted to give you some stuff uh, for the Christmas week anyway. So I thought we would do a history-oriented episode and look at some of the best Week 17 or end-of-year performances uh, in in Packers history, just looking at the the final games of the season. And this is just from, from the 16-game era. I didn't go all the way back to the Lombardi era and stuff like that because the divisions got a little bit wonky there with uh with playoffs and regular season and how all that stuff works so relatively modern era these are the best season ending performances so we're going to go passing rushing uh receiving and then some defense sort of wild card stuff let's start with the passing ones the one that's going to come to mind right off the bat is matt flynn going bananas at the very end of the 2011 season so the packers are 15 14 and 1 coming into this game and nothing to play for since they've lost the chiefs and have accomplished everything else that they can in the regular season. So Aaron Rodgers is out for this one. It's Matt Flynn and everybody else playing against the Lions. And he goes 31 of 44 for 480 yards and six touchdowns. Does have the one interception there, but the Packers come out on top in a shootout in Lambeau in the snow. He hits eight different receivers in this particular game. And I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this one because it's it's more a statistical oddity than anything that's actually that interesting. This one is nominally the best performance in Week 17, but I think Aaron Rodgers has three others that are more interesting. First, uh, 2008 Aaron Rodgers, the last game of Aaron Rodgers' first season as a starter. He really puts it all together for, I think, really the first time as a starting quarterback. The Packers score 21 points in the fourth quarter to rally for a 31-21 win over the Detroit Lions. Yes, the Lions again. Rodgers is 21 of 31 for 308 yards and three touchdowns on this day. And uh, Donald Driver and Greg Jennings both break 100 yards in the effort. Also of note in this game is Ryan Grant and Deshaun Wynn both had exactly 106 yards rushing apiece. Then in 2012, or the 2012 season, Aaron Rodgers has what could be the most disappointing, nearly perfect game in recent Packers history. The Packers lose 37-34 in this game, but Rodgers is absolutely unstoppable in this game with one mistake. He goes 28-40 on the afternoon for 365 yards. He throws four touchdowns. Here's how the Packers' drives worked out in this one. Drives one, two, and three all end in punts. But from then on out, it's touchdown, field goal, touchdown, fumble, touchdown, field goal, touchdown. Now, normally in a game where the Packers lose a close one uh, and give up a lot of points, the defense gets all of the blame in this one. But that can't be entirely the case here because although it is bad to give up 37 points, obviously Adrian Peterson went nuts in this one against the Vikings or for the Vikings, that one fumble actually was Aaron Rodgers. He was nearly perfect. He had to be perfect to win. And it's just unfortunate that actually, yeah, it is, it is in a way kind of his fault in the the most not his fault way possible. Finally, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers at the end of the 2016 season. 2016, obviously the running of the table season. 
and it all came down to one game in Detroit. The Packers needed a win uh, to get into the playoffs as the NFC North champions, and they needed a big game from Aaron Rodgers to do so. And wouldn't you know it, that is exactly what they got. Aaron Rodgers goes 27 of 39 that day for exactly 300 yards and four touchdowns as the Packers come out on top, completing the running of the table. For my money, this is the most impactful uh, of these four games. Uh, it's certainly the most exciting uh, in, in that the Packers did come from behind a little bit in this one. And it, it was a sort of back and forth duel between Rodgers and Matthew Stafford. And of course, just the 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 culmination of the, the running the table um, storyline there. Yeah, the playoffs didn't necessarily go as, as anybody would have hoped, but hey, you can't have everything. Rushing performances doesn't get much better then uh, then I'm on green going for 218 yards on 20 carries and two touchdowns to end the 2003 season. This, of course, did include his 98-yard touchdown run late in that win over the Denver Broncos. This game, of course, is notable because as it was playing out on the field, everybody watching both at home and in the luxury boxes at Lambeau Field was looking to find out the result of the Minnesota Vikings-Arizona Cardinals game, which was happening at the same time. And of course, Nate Poole catches that touchdown in the end zone and makes Paul Allen's head explode as the Packers are putting the finishing touches on this win over the Denver Broncos. That made Amon Green's performance all the sweeter. The weirdest and also most productive game uh, in Week 17 might have to be Dorsey Levens at the end of the 1999 season. So the Packers were technically still alive at the end of that season. They would finish the eight and eight, or the season 8-8, eight and eight, and they, with a win, would have been alive for a playoff spot because of a very, very obscure uh, playoff scenario there. If they got a little bit of help from the Dallas Cowboys and were ahead of the Carolina Panthers in the point differential metric, the Packers would have made the playoffs with an 8-8 eight eight record. So they needed to score a whole bunch of points at home against the Arizona Cardinals to do so. And they did it. They won 49-24, to 35 points scored between these two teams in the fourth quarter alone just because the Packers were watching the game play out between the Carolina Panthers and New Orleans Saints. Uh, hoping to come out on top of that point differential. They just had to keep scoring as much as they could. And Dorsey Levens was happy to do what he could. He scored four touchdowns and ran for 146 yards on 24 carries that day. Basil Mitchell also had an 88-yard kickoff return for a touchdown as the Packers won, but ultimately came up short in their bid to make the playoffs in Ray Rhodes' only season in Green Bay. Finally, and it's not statistically all that important because – 100-yard games happen all the time. But uh, I do have to point out, just because it's aesthetically pleasing, that Edgar Bennett and Eddie Lacy both have rushed for exactly 100 yards in the final game of a season. Eddie Lacy in 2014 and Edgar Bennett in 1994. Great receiving performances in Week 17 or final games of the season. Um Starts with Jordy Nelson. He went off in that Matt Flynn Winter Wonderland game, catching nine passes for 161 yards and three touchdowns. But that, I don't think, is his most interesting game. Uh, people forget that in the 2013 game against the Bears, Jordy Nelson was was something of a hero there. 
Randall Cobb, of course, gets the headlines for that fourth down catch that ultimately won the game for the Packers, the 48-yard touchdown uh, from Aaron Rodgers. But that day, Jordy Nelson was phenomenal, catching 10 passes for 161 yards. Of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Randall Cobb's great performance in that game as well. He only had two catches for 55 yards that day, but both of his catches actually were touchdowns as the Packers beat the Bears in Aaron Rodgers' return from a broken collarbone that year. Rounding out our, our receiving performances, we have to talk about Sterling Sharp way back in 1994. This is the, uh, this is a Packers win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's actually the same as when Edgar Bennett rushed for exactly 100 yards the same, same afternoon. And this actually happens to be Sterling Sharp's final regular season game with the Packers. So the final game in which his stats actually went into the record books uh, toward his career totals. And he made it a good one. He caught nine passes for 132 yards and three touchdowns as a part of a big Packers win that day. Defensive performances are a little bit harder to locate, but there are some notable uh, great Packers defensive performances in the final week of the season. In 2005, Kabir Gbaja Biamila had two, uh, had four sacks against the Bears. Uh, always great to beat up on the Bears a little bit. In fact, this entire section is going to be beating up on the Bears. In 2006, Nick Collins had two interceptions against the Bears and returned one of them for a touchdown. And finally, in what could be the most impactful defensive performance among these three, uh, Eric Walden had 10 solo tackles, two sacks, and three quarterback hits against the Bears in 2010 as the Packers won their way into the playoffs and ultimately got the chance to beat the Bears yet again uh, in the NFC Championship game. So there you have it, a quick look at some of the best Packers performances um, late in the year, the final week of the season. Uh, which one is your favorite? Let us know on social media. Uh, before we say goodbye for this episode, and I realize that this one is is pretty short, but I didn't want to get too far out over my skis given that uh, a lot can change for the Packers this week and uh, didn't want to just be throwing stuff into your feed that was, was um, cluttering it up um, too much, uh, though I did want to give you some stuff. I wanted to take a second. Uh, since this is our last non-recap or preview episode of, of 2019, to thank you for, for sticking with us this year for, for listening, for, for downloading, uh, for rating, reviewing, for subscribing, all of that kind of stuff. As I've kind of mentioned before, 2019 was a, was a weird year for me personally. A lot of weird stuff happened this year. Well, I mean, a lot of, it wasn't necessarily weird, but a lot of different and not necessarily great stuff. A lot of great stuff happened too, happened in 2019. And, and that stuff affected uh, what went on with with the power sweep and, and blue fifty eight and and as we look to the future, I'm I'm confident that things are going to be a little bit more regular as we get into 2020 and beyond. I'm still looking at exactly what sort of uh, things that we'll be able to do in 2020. I'm excited about some of this stuff and and maybe some of the upgrades we'll be able to bring to the show. Uh, but I just want to say thank you to the to each of you who took the time to listen this year uh, to to rate when we asked it, uh, to support us on Patreon, to share our stuff on social media. That means a lot to me. And uh, it shows that that you value what we do and uh, and that it matters to you that we're, we're producing this content. So thank you for doing that. Uh, thank you for listening this week. I uh, hope you had a Merry Christmas with your family wherever you happen to be or just by yourself if that's where you happen to be uh, this year. Um, that's great too. Um, again, 
Thank you for a great 2019. We've got one episode less left this year and then some great stuff in the playoffs as well. Hope it's a deep run for the Packers this year. So I've got for you in this episode. If you like what you heard here, if you had fun with some of the stuff that we did over Christmas here, take a second to leave us a rating and a review on whatever podcast app you use that does help more people find the show. If you've got an idea for the show or just want to say hi, reach us at thepowersweep.com on Facebook or on Twitter or by email. We do appreciate everybody who takes the time to reach out because if you've got a question, if you've got a thought, something you want to share, chances are somebody else is thinking about that too. And if you do it, it gives us a chance to advance our conversation about the Packers, which helps everybody become smarter Packers fans. And as I always say, smarter Packers fans are better Packers fans and better Packers fans are what we all want to be. I'm your host, John Meerdink. We will see you next time on Blue 58.